This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Rachel Turner, and today we are talking about loneliness. <laughs> I know, it's such an uplifting podcast today. <laughs> loneliness in us and children, uh, spiritual disciplines, and is that a thing in lockdown life? A uh, power of drama in our spiritual lives. Uh, not like drama, like drama, but like the actual power of, of, of drama theater sort of expressing ourselves through that art form in our spiritual lives. And as always, a question to start an interesting conversation with our children about God. But first, uh, I recently did a Facebook Live webinar for our Parenting for Faith Children's Families and Youth Leaders page. And if you're not attached to that and you are a children's families and youth leader, join that now. And I did it about loneliness as a leader. And it struck me that this would be a really good topic to talk to you about as well, as many of us are experiencing this. With the eventual easing of lockdown, presumably this sense of loneliness will improve as we reconnect with each other. But I think it's wise to pause for a moment and consider this sense of loneliness because at some point in their lives, our children will experience this feeling again. And we can take this this season's opportunity to teach our children how to cope with loneliness, not as an outside hypothetical opinion, one day you'll be lonely and then you can do this, but actually as a tangible moment of experience that they're having right now. And so here are just a few thoughts of if you want to explore this with your kid, um, how how we can do that. Um, One, name the emotion. It is quite hard to uh, talk about an emotion that you're feeling if you don't have a name for it. And loneliness can be hard to describe because sometimes it's masked by other emotions. And so you can create windows into when you're feeling lonely, how it feels. Like, I think I'm feeling lonely because I'm annoyed with having to be inside and I feel itchy. Like, I really want to go to my friend's house right now. You know, do you ever feel that way? And when you phrase it like that, then children can begin to identify in their lives when they're feeling lonely. And it can also be something that we need to go on the journey of, you know, so often sometimes our, our, our emotions are tied to our loneliness. And it's, it's quite bold to say to our kid, I think I'm feeling lonely. I love being around us as family. And that means I don't feel alone, but I miss what my other friends bring me. I, I miss what my family gives me. And it's, it's really important to notice when we're feeling lonely. And that's, I think I'm feeling lonely. And to talk about it is really helpful. Uh, the second thing is to uh, notice when you and your child are feeling that emotion of, of loneliness and its components. Uh, sometimes we just think of loneliness, and children particularly think of loneliness as being alone. There's nobody around me, therefore I'm lonely. And we know that that's not what loneliness is. We know that you can feel lonely in a room full of people. And uh, to be able to help our kids understand the components of loneliness can be really helpful, both in how they talk to God about it 
and in how they uh, perceive church. And when we when we can understand it, we can then share with God and ask him for things. Uh, otherwise, we're sort of trapped. And so, um, for instance, one thing that's a component of loneliness is sometimes what when we say we're lonely, what we're actually feeling is that we're missing companionship, people to do life with, shop with, play with, laugh with, not really conversations, but that sort of being together. And, and when I don't have that, that makes me feel lonely. And to be able to articulate to your kids, you know, you know what I really miss? I miss um, going shopping with my friends, or I miss uh, sitting around and laughing and cooking together with my family, or I miss sitting in a room while grandpa sleeps. That sort of being together, that's what I miss, uh, that sense of being together. Because I know we I know we Zoom grandpa, but I miss just sitting with him in a room. That that makes me feel lonely for him, even though we do talk to him. Other times I miss people uh, who take care of me. A second component of loneliness is, is someone who takes care of you, like a grandma or for our children, their teacher. Uh, they can miss being around people who they matter to, who love them for being them, uh, it's not really about companionship or care, but it's about that sense of uh, being loved. And so many of us, you know, are the prime carers in our households and it's exhausting. And we miss those old people at church who come alongside of us and tell us we're doing a great job or we miss, you know, our parents who can lift the burden a little bit, that sense of being cared for. And you can articulate that to God and to your children to say, you know, I miss having someone who, who just loves me for me to be around me. Other times, uh, our loneliness is because we miss being team. We miss being needed and counted on, on having people to work with and do a job together. And so if some of us have been furloughed, we can feel that intense sense of loneliness, even though we have you know, multiple people touching us at all times. Uh, but we miss that sense of being team, of being needed. Some of our children will be grieving having those friends who uh, needed them to encourage them and help them and support them, of being needed to play with, that sense of being needed when we don't have that it can make us feel lonely other times I miss being part of our church crowd with lots of different people together you know when you notice those things uh, of of you know having older people and younger people and just that buzz uh, for those of us um, who feel like we're extroverts that sense of more people to talk to we really miss in that loneliness of diversity when you notice those things and can articulate them, you can not only chat to God about it, but also ask him for those solutions. You can make part of your chatting and catching times with your children saying, God, I miss being around people who care for me. Or God, I miss being needed. Or God, I miss just hanging out and being with people. You know, give us ideas, God, for how we can fill that loneliness. God, would you come fill that part of companionship? Will you watch t television with me, God? Um, Tell me where, where you need me to be, that I may be part of being needed by someplace else, somebody else. Just uh, giving God the opportunity to engage with you in your loneliness is huge. And the last thing I'd suggest is to notice in scripture when people were lonely. People were lonely in the Bible, and it's so useful to pull those out just brainstorm together over breakfast or dinner. You know, Paul was in prison. That must have been incredibly lonely to be in prison. Jesus in Gethsemane, when he was praying and all his friends kept falling asleep, that must have been so painfully lonely. David, King David, when he was in the desert, you know, he was deeply lonely. 
what were they feeling and what did they do with those feelings and how did God uh, meet them in that need? That's a huge and interesting conversation to explore with our children. So capture this moment, these feelings, and reflect together on what it feels like and how to deal with it. This this sense of, of equipping them for loneliness can be one of the greatest gifts that you give your children this season. Our question for today came in from a listener before uh, lockdown, but uh, I feel it's just as relevant now as it was then, and so I'd like to address it. Uh, the question is about how we can eliminate hurry. Uh, how can we slow down and simplify our lives so that we can be present to God, to our kids in the moment? I find it very hard to just be with my kids, or with God for that matter, as I'm always thinking of the next task on my to-do list, or I'll take my phone to the bathroom for a quick social media catch-up rather than take a moment of silence. Any tips on this? Perhaps habits that parents have adopted to incorporate spiritual disciplines into their lives? Thanks. I just want to say thank you so much for sending in this question. I always want to be answering questions uh, from our listeners because you know you're living it every day and so if you have question please send it in because I'd love to to wade into it um I feel this question is just as relevant now because before you know all of the busyness of life was getting in but I I think every family is different some are loving this season of lockdown and some are struggling more than ever before and some are anywhere in between on that spectrum sometimes swingingly wildly back and forth in one day uh, It can be really hard to feel present when so much is piled on us. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today. Because just because we have more time around our family doesn't mean we feel less buried. Uh, Homeschooling is on us. Home cleaning, emotional stability of family, church ministry, spiritual stuff with kids, work and work meetings and balancing work with partners if you have those in your home, on and on. For everything you choose to do, there is a mountain of a do me list just screaming at you and so you sit down to read with your kid and and you know while you're reading with them behind them is a pile of laundry that's just in your face or the the zoom meeting things sound starts going off and you think oh i need to dash this sense of always not being able to be present and there are a lot of wise articles out there about how to help you get things done and about the importance of self-care and many practical tips to help you and uh they're much wiser than i am and so i guess (laughs) My contribution to this question is this. I find that it becomes a competition of values, not just of time. So one of the things that steals our ability to just be with our kids or just be with God is that the other things are screaming for our attention. And at some point, we give in to believing that the thing that is screaming is more important than what is right in front of me. So when we're playing with our kids, I find often we are thinking, oh, there's so much more important things that I could be doing with this time, uh, or so much more effective things I could be doing with this time. Uh, when we're trying to read our Bible, uh, sometimes we can be thinking, okay, I really should be setting up breakfast. Uh, when we are feeling that competition of needs in our heart, Uh, It isn't that we just need more discipline, that we just need to be better at doing stuff. It's that we need to adjust our values in our heart and therefore give those things 
uh, God and our kids, that first call in our hearts. And I find it really helpful to have words for it. Um, So when playing with your kids and feeling your brain drifting or that guilt and worry building of, I really should be, could be doing something else, uh, give yourself some words for what you want to tell yourself that reinforces the value of what you're doing. So for me, I sort of wrote it down of what I tend to remind myself of, and it's this, um, I say to myself, building connection with my kid and giving him my full heart and face is very important to how his brain and heart is developing. It helps him trust me more. It helps me be in a place to help him with difficult heart issues. It helps them him know that he's valuable and worthy of attention and joy. Uh, it makes him feel delighted and loved. And being this parent right now helps me to live out my call as a parent and understand God better. And this is the most important thing I can do right now. And at three o'clock, I'll take care of the laundry and everything else that's on my list. And when I shift my brain, something happens to where I can value what I'm doing now and cut off everything else. When you are with God and everything else is pulling you away, you know, don't don't try to fight that with, I really should be doing this or I should be doing that. You know, I, I should be doing you know, Bible study and that's what I'm disciplining myself to do. You know, instead, give yourself the value. Say to yourself, I can't be who I am designed to be unless I'm filled up with God's words and love. And all that can wait until I let God clean my heart, wrap me in his peace and teach me his truth for right now. You know, this is the most important thing I can do right now. And when I'm full of his peace and love, then I'll take care of all the stuff that's screaming at me. So when I, when I find that repositioning of my heart, that for me is the most useful way of being present rather than adding in more disciplines that I can fail at and beat myself up over. Uh, once my heart has changed, then I can take up patterns and habits because I value them rather than I have to. I also just wanted to say it's useful to notice your behavior and thoughts as flags that tell you what you need. Sneaking off to the toilet to get a few moments on social media may be telling you you aren't getting enough personal time and you need a 15-minute people break. And rather than be ashamed about that, embrace it. Bring in a cushion. Light a candle. Turn on the shower so you can't hear your family. Sit on the floor behind a locked door. Set a timer. Invite God to sit with you and scroll away. When the timer goes off, invite God to fill you up and head back out into the world. It's okay to need those times uh, and see them as your value choice rather than something you're you're sneaking away to do. Uh, Because you're right, being present is is definitely a path to peace. And for our wild card section today, uh, at the time of recording right now, we are still in lockdown and can feel (laughs) that we are all running out of our creative juices. Uh, My colleague Anna sat down with Martha Shrimpton, who passionately believes that adults and children can connect with God through drama, even at home. Uh, Martha is the founder of Nimbus. She trained in acting in contemporary theater at East 15 Acting School and has since written and performed in plays that have been performed in the West End, prestigious venues around prestigious, oh, I'm so tired, guys, prestigious venues around the UK and Europe.
up. Martha is now based in Milton Keynes and has worked for Christian organizations such as Spring Harvest, New Wine, the Lacey Theater Company, and Salvation Army. She is a drama facilitator delivering creative workshops and community projects around the UK. Some of you may know Martha as she presented The Big Start, which was Spring Harvest's online offering for families. So here is Anna and Martha. Uh, so this is Anna Hawkin. I'm part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. And I'm here with Martha Shrimpton. Martha is a drama facilitator. She runs creative wor- workshops all around the UK and uh, has founded something called Nimbus. Martha, great to have you on. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and about Nimbus? Thank you so much for having me, Anna. It's a joy to be here. So um, my name's Martha. As Anna has already said, I live in Reading. Recently moved to Reading because I've recently got married. Um, and a few years back, I founded um, this group collective thing called Nimbus Collective, which is all about gathering people together um, and empowering people to be as creative as they can. And um to connect with God through that, through creativity. Amazing. And uh, we are, at the time of recording, we are in a period of lockdown. Uh, The COVID-19 craziness is happening. And you've been running some uh, extra events, some Facebook Lives and stuff, uh, to help people. Could you tell us a little bit about those, what they are? Yeah, of course I can. So um, with Nimbus, I... um, always well we were created by a creator god and we were um made in his image so therefore i believe that everybody is creative and i think that um we can sometimes shy away from that because we interpret creativity to mean a paintbrush and a pen or whatever and that scares us whereas actually i think that the word creativity actually god intends that to be imagination and imagining the what isn't yet there so um when we came into lockdown um, and all of a sudden my rhythm changed in, in my life, in my day-to-day life, and I wanted to do something in that that maybe would inspire people to connect with God differently to how they normally would in their new rhythm as well. So mm. I started uploading um, to social media and online different ways that people can pray creatively can um, maybe get up on their feet and explore Bible stories in a different way um, and maybe find things out about Jesus that they never would have by uh, coming in a different direction to these stories and their relationship with God um, through drama, through just taking space out, through creative writing, um, through art workshops that are going to be happening and um yeah, it's been incredible to start that journey, really. Yeah. And um, you're doing a mixture of things. So you're doing some stuff for kids and for families and some stuff for adults. So I'm going to ask you about the kids stuff first, because uh, we did our first drama workshop this morning, uh, me and my three and four year old. Uh, and it was amazing. It had all sorts of different elements, things to engage with, things to interact with um, and things really to get you thinking. What I really valued was the way that you got into the story and helped the kids to think about how the characters were feeling. So like today was um, the feeding of the 5,000 and one of the things they had to do sort of the pose and the facial expressions of the boy who was 
um, offering his bread and fish to Jesus um, and that he was excited about being used. And I'd never really thought about that before, that um, he was kind of serving his part in God's plan and, and being purposeful. And that really opened up an opportunity for a great conversation. Yeah, um, yeah you're kind of... Um, so it's a drama workshop in itself. It's something to keep the kids entertained and, uh, you know, part of the homeschooling day or whatever. Um, but I also just really felt like it was an opportunity to frame a Bible story for them and to spark some conversations and go a bit deeper. So that was great. So there's the drama workshops. There's also some Bible stories. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So um, we've got Bible stories, which I'm uploading a little bit throughout the week, which maybe can be used for bedtime stories or even just like you say, a way of... Um, opening those stories to begin with before exploring them through drama. We're also doing some art stuff later on in the week, um, thinking about how we can look out into the community as well. But I'm really glad that you picked up in the workshop about the emotion stuff because that is such an incredible opportunity. So often um, we just read Bible stories and don't really unpack them, whereas um, by going to the root of things like emotions, feelings, um empathy with young people with children that opens up a whole realm of being able to talk about their own emotions and feelings as well which at this point in time whilst we're in lockdown is is vital um and actually relating to those people in the stories that we don't really talk about or think about the, the people on the periphery on the outside of those stories um it gives us an opportunity and it gives your children and young people an opportunity to put themselves in those characters' suits as well. Um, mm. And my hope is with, with these uh, fun, energetic drama workshops, um, like children and young people will have, have a chance to do something a bit different, uh, get up on their feet, sorry, um, <laughs> do something which is creative and a bit wacky, but also deepen their own faith and their own understanding of who Jesus is too. Because um, mm. I know for me, I mean, when I was younger and I used to do drama stuff or drawing something or play acting or whatever, that would stick in my head so much more than just reading something. Um, I'm quite a kinesthetic learner anyway. Um, but yeah, so something like that just brings it to life. Yeah, fabulous. And um, something I'm seeing a lot on social media, on Christian parent groups at the moment, is people just saying, ah, I'm finding it so hard as a parent to connect with God on this time. I've lost yeah. my normal time yeah. and space and rhythm. Um, and I noticed you're doing some things for adults as well. I just wondered if you could briefly tell us about those. Yeah, of course. So I totally agree. I mean, I don't have children myself, but even I'm finding this whole change and change of everything really um, overwhelming at times. And I'm trying um, throughout the schedule of Nimbus to leave little breath points and little pause points, which maybe might be creative prayer. Um, sometimes even finding the words at the moment is difficult. And so those are offering a moment to pause that maybe you could do I don't know, when you have five minutes just making your cup of tea um, or you find just a little snatch of a breath where there is quiet in your house and you can take that time to meet with your maker on a creative level 
Um, but also, I'm doing workshops which will be run by myself and other facilitators who are part of Nimbus Collective, which are creative ways to connect with God. Um, and maybe they might open a little bit of um, your brain that you haven't used for a while, um, a, a part and a chance for you to become creative as well. So tomorrow, um, I don't know when this is going out, but this is Wednesday. Um, you can look up all of the stuff that has happened already because it's still going to be up online. We're doing yeah. a creative writing workshop. So if you haven't written something, poetry, stories, plays, things like that, this might give you an opportunity to do that. We're also doing some art um, installation and creating things from stuff you can find in your household to connect with God through the making and the more physical stuff. So, yeah. Fab. So how do people get to that? What's your Facebook page? So if you go on Facebook and you can just search Nimbus Collective, Nimbus mm-hmm. Collective, there's a little icon of a little raindrop because um, the name is from Nimbus Stratus Cloud, which is rain-bearing clouds. Um, so you can look on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. So check out Nimbus Collective on Instagram as well. We also um, have a website too that you can just Google and find us. Fantastic. Uh, so this is a little bonus question. I don't know if this will get left in, but uh, I've known you a very long time, Martha, um, since we were very little. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that our families used to do, um, we didn't actually go to the same church, but every now and again, I'm not even sure how often, uh, but we would get together as two families, uh, six kids, uh, four adults, and we'd have some food together. We'd often play some silly games. That was sometimes yep. part of it. Um, and then we'd all share a little bit about our life with God, what was going on for us, and uh, pray together. And that was really powerful for me as a child to mm-hmm. see um, a different family uh, to kind of have a window into their relationship with God. You know, I remember your dad, for example, he had um, when he was changing jobs, him talking about that. And even as quite a young child, um, just getting a view into someone else's relationship with God. Uh, I just wondered if you had any kind of memories or reflections on that time. Oh, yeah. I remember, first of all, I remember laughing a lot <laughs> and there being a lot of joy. And even when, like you say, we were going through different changes in our lives and hard times as well, I remember a lot of challenging things being shared, but we still laughed. And that joy that was shared through friendship and through extended family, I mean, we're not related by blood, but we're related by God. And, and that sharing was really releasing, I think. Um, but also, you're right, it, it was that intergenerational thing that I think for me was huge. That mm. I could share something age six or whatever it was, that it was taken seriously. And equally, your mum could share something and I could pray for her as a young child. And there was such power in that, wasn't there? There was a, I don't know, there was this Holy Spirit moment where you just feel ages and anything, we're all children of God. Mm. And for me, those evenings that we would we would have, they, they were a huge part of my, my relationship with God, my faith, and, and shaping that as well. I will forever be grateful for those evenings that we had. Mm. And it was just sort of a different way of sparking conversation. I remember once we all decided to bring something that was special to us. And 
uh, it was so surprising what people brought and the conversations that, that opened up. So that's just an idea for you podcast listeners. I know it's tricky to do in person at the moment, but maybe while it's tricky to meet with church family, you could link up with uh, just one other family, one or two other families uh, and arrange to meet over a video call, maybe still have food together, eat the same kind of food. I don't know. Um, but just consider doing that and sharing life together because uh, here we are 20, 25 years on mm. uh, talking about how we remember that and the difference it's made. Martha, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank, thank you. you so much for what you're doing with Nimbus. Do you go and look that up. Facebook, Instagram, website, Nimbus Collective. Thanks very much, Martha. And the question to start an interesting conversation with your family is this. Why, yes, I know another why, why did God make our hearts able to feel loneliness? Why did he make our hearts able to feel loneliness? What's the purpose? Have a good conversation. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you. Music